described yesterday in regard to clear comprehension and mindfulness seems to be very simple and actually it has to be very simple it has to simplify our way of being with life so the instructions that we have read in the text speak about going forward and returning then uh, we act with mindfulness and clear comprehension so and then flexing and extending our limbs we act also with mindfulness and clear comprehension and all these activities so mindfulness itself is just the quality of presence that we have in our activity and clear comprehension will be a kind of evaluation or a kind of assessment a subtle discrimination about what is useful, what is purposeful and also what is suitable or unsuitable Okay. I did not want to disturb you. <laughs> so regarding clear comprehension and mindfulness, uh, it has to be carried with all our activities. When we are going, when we are returning, when we are walking, we are just mindful of what we are doing. But mindfulness also has to be accompanied has to come together with clear comprehension. So what actually will be the clear comprehension? So we have seen a little bit that clear comprehension represents the uh, aspect of wisdom, the aspect of uh, understanding of what we are doing. So first we need to be in the activity or in the posture, but also we have to know what is happening to some extent. And the first distinction that we have to uh, uh, um, call or that we have to remember is whether it is a skillful or unskillful, appropriate or not appropriate. Hmm? So there, there, there was a question also yesterday about, okay, now, how do we make the distinction? So, uh, for those who know the text, uh, we, we, we find sometimes texts that are very inspiring uh, by way of non-dogmatic pedagogy. Huh? And the, the texts also are very inspiring by, because they, they bring us to the experience and then they don't really tell us, okay, now you have to do this, you don't have to do that. The experience is going to tell us what is suitable and not suitable. So I'd just like to quote, uh, and I will read it a little bit, and then the, the, the quote also is going to be posted at the, on the board. Hmm? And uh, you may know the text, so it doesn't matter. I will just read it, and uh, you just uh, make sense out of it. So bodily conduct is of two kinds. The text is from the Majjhima Nikaya, and uh, it's called Sevitabha. That means to be cultivated or not to be cultivated. 
So bodily conduct is of two kinds, I say, to be cultivated and not to be cultivated. And bodily conduct is either the one or the other. Verbal conduct is of two kinds, I say, to be cultivated and not to be cultivated. And verbal conduct is either the one or the other. And then they go on with mental conduct and also about uh, inclination of mind. And then this is just the introduction to the, to the sutta. And then later on, later in the, in the sutta, then they will speak about all kinds of activities, all kinds of situations, all kinds of food, all kinds of even the clothes that we are wearing, all kinds of things that are so normal in our life. We come to have a choice to be cultivated or not to be cultivated. And the choice is coming from our experience. So here the definition about uh, the two types of uh, things that uh, needs to be cultivated or not cultivated refer to, like in regard to the bodily actions, such bodily conduct as causes unwholesome states to increase and wholesome states to diminish in one who cultivates it should be not be it should not be cultivated. But such bodily conduct as causes unwholesome states to diminish and wholesome states to increase in one who cultivates it should be cultivated. So from the experience we see that when we are doing certain certain things, then unwholesome uh, type of uh, states of mind are arising in ourselves. So then we have to be very careful, okay, now shall I continue to do that or shall I stop and do something else? When we speak the same thing, it's either kusala or akusala, wholesome or unwholesome. So we have to be very mindful. And then also the clear comprehension is there to say, okay, now, this is what is happening. This is the results of your activities. So it's a kind of discrimination. So if we are very aware of the quality of our actions and also the impact they have on ourselves and also on our environment, then we can adjust. We can adjust. That's the whole thing. First we observe the experience and then we understand and then we adjust. Like we, or, and also we cultivate or we don't cultivate. So, as I mentioned also yesterday, and also as you are so much aware of that, is that uh, the mindfulness and clear comprehension also has to be uh, extended or has to be practiced in the four postures. Huh? So, for example, now you are sitting here, and then it's just, I mean, you're just sitting. So, okay, you, you can be mindful, and now I'm sitting. I am sitting. Well, I am still sitting. And then... That sitting is just helping the, the position, the physical activity or the physical posture is just there to help us come back to the present moment. So we are here. We are not elsewhere. We are just here. We are sitting, just sitting. We are walking, we are just walking. And all 
the other things. But the more we are aware of the physical activities or posture, the more we become sensitive about the mind. So there was also a question yesterday about, okay, now what shall I do with my mind? The all types of thoughts are arising, and uh, uh, what will be uh, the skillful ways to deal with that? So of course, the first attitude is just observe. Huh? So we just observe and we take a kind of distance towards these mental uh, phenomena. So we don't get involved directly with them, we, we are just observing. But still, at some time, because the mind also is an activity, so we have to be uh, careful about which type of activities, which type of inclination of mind that we encourage or we discourage. So again, I would like just to, to quote a text that, 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 that is speaking specifically about that. You may know it or you may have forgotten about it, but uh, I will read it because it's, uh, it is kind of uh, expressing something, uh, something in, in interesting. So it is in the Medjima Nikaya and it's about the two kinds of thoughts. So it's the Buddha that is speaking before his enlightenment when he was practicing. He was just practicing the meditation, right? And then uh, he, 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 he thought that uh, something occurred to, to him. That suppose that I divide my thoughts into two classes, then I set on one side thoughts of sensual desire, thoughts of ill will, and thoughts of cruelty. And I set on the other side thoughts of renunciation, thoughts of non-ill will, and thoughts of non-cruelty. As I abided thus, diligent, ardent, and resolute, a thought of sensual desire arose in me. I understood thus, this thought of sensual desire has arisen in me. This leads to my own affliction and to others' affliction, and to the affliction of both. It obstructs wisdom, causes difficulties, and leads away from Nibbana. When I considered this leads to my own affliction, it subsided in me. When I considered this leads to others' affliction. It subsided in me. When I considered, this leads to the affliction of both. It subsided in me. When I considered, this obstructs wisdom, causes difficulty and leads away from Nibbana. It subsided in me. So whenever a thought of sensual desire arose in me, I abandoned it, removed it, did away with it. And then he goes on with uh, the different types of thoughts of uh, like uh, the cruelty and then also uh, ill will and things like this. And then he divided them. And then the point here is that uh, uh, we see that uh, the way we are thinking is the way that we are feeding our mind. And then the text 
says that because whatever a bhikkhu frequently thinks and ponders upon, that will become the inclination of his mind. If he frequently thinks and ponders upon thoughts of sensual desire, he has abandoned the thought of renunciation to cultivate the thought of sensual desire, and then his mind inclines to thoughts of sensual desire. And then, like this, with the, the thought of ill will, the thought of cruelty, and the thought of... Uh, yeah. So, the types of thoughts or the type of mental inclination or mental activities that we generate in our mind, somehow we have to be aware of it and also be kind of clearly comprehending what will be the result of such activities. And then to some extent, by observation and understanding, then we can decide, okay, now we don't need to think about that. It's not very uh, skillful. But it comes naturally. We just have to observe and then to see the effect and not by being involved directly with the, 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 that thinking process, will give us the space to, to see the different alternatives that actually could be uh, taken with a little bit amount of effort. But the wisdom is there. The wisdom of, uh, of seeing you know, the, 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 uh, the effect especially. And then the sutta goes on and says about that uh, uh, the fact of observing thoughts, only thoughts, and then dividing thoughts, and then cultivating wholesome thoughts. At some point, you just get very tired. Huh? So the, 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 the bodhisattva here, who is describing his practice, at some point, thought that, uh, well, I don't need to, if I indulge uh, all, all the time in thinking, even if it's very good, I'm going to get tired. So he realized the importance and also the advantage of just getting concentrated and just getting calm. Hmm? So then also the, the, the progression of the, of the text goes on with the, 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 the abandoning of the five hindrances, and then also getting into the samadhi, into jhana, when the mind is very clear. And then there is no need to think so much and always to think again and again, you know. So for us now, we have not yet started official meditation subject. No? We didn't give specific guidance, but still, we, uh, we come to be a little bit more settled down, a little bit more concentrated, a little bit more clear, simply because uh, we are aware, we are simply aware of where we are. Huh? So we can be in the position and then when we are doing things, we are walking or, 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 or things like this, then we are, uh, we are in the activity itself. So the activity is, uh, uh, is, um, is a reference on which uh, the mind can settle and not start to be lost in all kinds of uh, wandering and fantasies. So this is what we are doing.
So now we still keep the, simp the, 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 the practice very simple. So with clear comprehension and mi mindfulness and clear comprehension, we are just aware of our activity. And also the mind has come a little bit closer to the object of observation. That means the main uh, reference is the body, the physical activities. And then to some extent, the mind also is there. But uh, we have not, we are not taking the mind so close to the body yet, right? Some of you may do it because this is your practice, but, it, but still, now we are just kind of approaching something and then we want to understand the process. So we have a distance, a kind of distance towards what we are trying to understand and also to some extent uh, uh, control for our improvement. So in regard to the body, then when we will uh, really investigate and develop the meditation as such for samatha or for vipassana, then the meditations on the body, you have a lot of them. So then we will go more specifically, more specifically if you're interested to continue with mindfulness on, on the body, then th th there are a lot of alternatives, a, a lot of approaches that can lead us to uh, very qualitative uh, states of mind of concentration. But various types of uh, uh, approaches and practice just related to the body. And also in regard to if we are interested for, for insight directly, then also the body is, can be seen in, in ways that are, are going to support our practice of insight meditation. But all practice is just to be more familiar with the dynamic of our mind and body process, just to be just very familiar to that and then to see where we are and then also what we can do about it. So we have to be very gentle and then also very patient and somehow we can learn to be a little bit more simple. So we will continue now. <coughs> 